Hello everyone, welcome back to Van Life and Chill, the podcast. My name is Forrest Stevens, and today I talk with Connor McGaffey. And this is actually the first podcast of this series that I ever filmed. And we talk about how he built out his amazing high-tech Ford Transit van and how he went from living in the back of his business to now living in a van and being able to travel while still working remotely. We also get to hear some really funny and interesting stories from him living in a van. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. My name is Connor McGaffey. Um, so van life is the new thing. Before that, I had a pretty successful business in Detroit, Michigan, where we did Nerf Wars in a warehouse and kind of evolved over the year. The years, the idea started in my house and then kind of just researched if those places existed anywhere and couldn't find any and kind of just jumped into that and found a cheap space and the business kind of grew over the years. And I moved into a bigger space and we added like dodgeball, a podcast studio and um, virtual reality parties. And then when 2020 hit, it was pretty specific towards my business as far as uh, running around group activities and heavy breathing. So it didn't really, didn't really stand a chance. So I uh, um, got out of that pretty quick. Fortunately, I had a good relationship with the landlord. So we worked something out, but that was a stressful time. And uh, I had already been kind of like eyeballing the whole van life thing. And it was kind of like the perfect timing to get into it. And once I started deep diving on YouTube, that's like when I really, I made the decision like, yeah, we're doing this. So it was a lot of just researching just vans I could afford, which there weren't a lot out there. And it was also a bad timing with just the used car market just being so ridiculous. And for some reason, transit vans as well. But I got lucky, found one on Facebook Marketplace for a good price and uh, then just started building it out. But just a lot of inspiration from other YouTube channels, really. So where are you right now? You're Are you living in your van then? I am living in my van. I actually came to where I work, uh, the office, just in case I need good Wi-Fi, like this situation. <laughs> my uh, Verizon hotspots, it's good, but it's I don't I've I haven't done a podcast type interview situation, so I wasn't really trusting it. So yeah, we're here right now. But yeah, I'm uh, living full time in the van. Been it's only been a little over a month now, um, but about four months of build out and just had to get it in time for the winter. So are you traveling around then or are you kind of staying close to where you were? Kind of staying close to where I am. I just did a trip to Hocking Hills, which is like a four-ish hour drive. Um, a lot of times people ask me like, all right, so you live in a van, you're going to travel and do all this stuff, right? It's tough because I do have a full-time job and we are super busy. Fortunately, with that that job, we travel all over the country, and it looks like we'll be traveling globally this year. So I'll be getting my share of traveling in, but I'd like to do many adventures when I can. So nice. as long as we have two days off a week, I can kind of plan something. Wow, yeah, I'm, I'm jealous, man. I'm getting a little stir crazy in my situation here. You know, it's been a, about a year and a bit. Bef you know, I, we were living in our van prior to that. We have a, a Class C motorhome, actually. I guess I call it a van. It's a camper of sorts, but... Um, yeah, yeah, we've been in this, you know, this property that I, that I got and it's, uh, our objective here is to do some homesteading, but it's been a while since I've been on the road and I've been really missing it. So I'm a little envious that you're out there in that van. Uh, that sounds fun to me. Yeah. Do you have any trips planned coming up or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we plan on, uh, going across Canada in, um, sometime sometime early next year. So you got a, you have a Ford Transit, is that right? Yep, uh, Ford Transit medium height 
long wheelbase, uh, 2015. And why did you choose that vehicle for your build? So originally I wanted to do the, um, the high roof just because on YouTube, everyone made it seem like you need the high roof for standing. And it seemed like the medium height was maybe just a little too short, but I'm five, eight, and it actually is like the perfect height for me, but I can totally see how it can be too short for some people. When I have friends over, they're like, oh yeah, <laughs> for me, for me, I can stand. Um, and also the long wheelbase and not the extended, cause I want to be able to park in normal parking spots. Um, so there was that, and there's, I had to make some sacrifices with my build as far as when I did the long wheelbase instead of extended, I decided not to put in like a bathroom just cause that takes up a lot of space. So that was, yeah, but I'm pretty happy with the layout I have. Um, it's kind of like a modular setup. A lot of people would do the fixed bed route. I decided to do the, the slide out bed, which works for me because, um, I don't have any bikes or anything I need to store nothing. I don't need that extra garage space. So it works for me and it makes it feel more spacious than it really is. Right. Right. So you, okay. So you said your build out took four months. Is that correct? Yeah. So I thought that was a long time, but I guess talking to others, that's pretty quick, I guess. But, um, a lot of, it was just, I, we we're busy with work this summer. And, uh, so I would just do it whenever I could, when I got home, whenever I had the energy, but there's just uh, a lot of trips to Home Depot. Fortunately, Home Depot was like a minute from, so I built this out at my grandma's old house. So I was fortunate to be able to have a garage space to do that. And Home Depot was a minute away from there. So I made a lot of trips nice. and felt like I spent a million dollars on wood because <laughs> wood is ridiculous right now. Basically everything, like as far as uh, the price of everything for a build out, it was like the worst timing, but I think I did it with a, pretty decent budget but mm, that's good yeah that's good so so you did the build out yourself did you have any sort of previous building experience or any anything like that uh just when i was building the the dart club my old business but that was all very basic stuff um i thought you know in my head i was like all right you know we got youtube i can figure this out and it was just everything was just so much slower and i had made a lot of mistakes where i'd like kind of backtrack i build out a third of the van and then I had to take everything out because I forgot to stop. There's a lot of learning <laughs> as I went, but um, yeah, basically you could say basically no experience and uh, just a lot of YouTube, but I learned a lot from when I built it, but yeah, so, zero experience. <laughs> how much time do you think you spent like was in research? Was that in that four months as well? Or did you start researching prior to building? No. Definitely researching prior to building. So it, while I was searching for the van, that was probably three months, maybe less than that of just searching for a van. But in that time I was doing all my research and saved all my YouTube videos and had my folders and notes and everything and mm -hmm. kind of went from there. Right, right. So yeah, I want to backtrack a little bit. We'll get back to your van, but uh, I'm curious about sort of more of who you are, you know, um, you know, how did you grow up and, and where did you grow up? Uh, grew up in Michigan, Troy, Michigan. And, uh, yeah, I grew up, I guess, big into sports and stuff like that. I was pretty competitive, went to college, Michigan State, and had a degree in kinesiology. But, uh, as far as like our household, we're a very like entrepreneurial type family. My grandpa, my dad were business owners. I became a business owner and with, and then from there, I guess you could say I had the confidence to say like, 
I can build a van. I built this business. Why not? We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out as we go. And now been posting on YouTube a lot. And that's kind of, I guess that's become my new side passion project or hustle, or you could, whatever you want to call it. But um, yeah, I'm all, I'm a person that needs to be, I'm busy. I need to be doing something. I need to have some kind of goal to work towards. Um, otherwise I'm, I don't know, struggling. <laughs> I need to, I need to have some kind of project or goal, or if I'm bored, I need to be doing something. And uh, fortunately with work where we have, I have a really cool job. So I do all like the video production for a company called Firefly Drone Shows. So we do drone shows all over the country. And uh, so that's a pretty fun job, I, I guess you could say. But so that and this, I'm pretty happy with how things are going right now. Hey everyone, just a quick little interruption from the podcast. I just wanted to remind everybody that I am going on tour this year and I will be doing van tours all across uh, Canada and potentially North America as well. We'll see about that. But uh, in the description, I have uh, my current sort of travel plans. And if you are anywhere near there, um, any of those stops or, or any of those lines, uh, I would love to hear from you because I want to film a van tour with you. If you have a van in any sort of shape uh, of uh, conversion or you're living in a van, I would love to hear from you. And hopefully we can meet up and film a van tour for different media. It was that maybe part of the appeal of van life was that there's, there's more going on in your day to day with van life and there's more to sort of do. Um, you know, you saying that you needed something to do that you always need something to do is that it was that part of what made van life appealing? Is that it's always kind of changing? I absolutely, and I think it it sounded like a fun challenge, or maybe not even a fun challenge. It just sounded like a challenge. Uh, I know that what you see on social media and all that, it's like yes, it's all beautiful and stuff. But I, I know, I knew going into, it, I was like, no, nah, this is gonna be challenging. I'm gonna be living in this in the winter in Michigan. It's gonna it's gonna be challenging. But I I like the adventure of that. Um, but also at the same time, there's that whole. Like you're supposed to live in a house, you're supposed to do these things. And I, I like to question like why. So when I had the dark club, I actually lived there for like six months as well at a period of time. So I had 17,000 square feet in like in the back where like a bunch of like rooms is very industrial and you're not supposed to live in there. Um, there's like no showers or anything like it was, it was, it was illegal for me to live in there, but I was, I was spending a lot of money on rent downtown Detroit. And also it was just like, and there's that money could have been put towards like hiring another person to make my life easier, putting it into the business. But I just thought, why live in this place that I just come home to and sleep and I'm paying all this money when really I'm just at my work 99% of the time. So I live there. That was a pretty, that was pretty, that was roughing it there. So that was also looking, looking back, that was good practice for this. This is pretty comfortable compared to what I was doing there. Right. And then when, the, and then that was, and then the pandemic hit and then I was like, well, shoot, the, the gyms are closed. So I have no shower anymore. And now I'm just using the sink and uh, which is, which is fine, but it was uh, an experience. It is what it is, I guess. But um, so yeah. So it sounds like, though, with your build and with the limitation of your van space, uh, you said no, you didn't end up building a bathroom. So are you still? Oh, no, I just uh, go to Planet, Fit Planet Fitness um, for the, gi the gym for showers and stuff. And I don't shower every day. I'll shower like every other day or every three days. Um, so 
not a big deal for me. And as far as bathrooms, I'll just use a public bathroom or during the week I'm at the office or we're at work and I just use <laughs> that there. You're okay with that sort of limitation. Oh yeah. Yeah. That doesn't bother me. And I have a, a pee jug that I use in the middle of the night. So that's classic van life right there. So do you remember what initially inspired you to get into van life at all? Uh, I was thinking about that. I was looking back and it wasn't, I don't think it was one big thing, but it was a few little things. Um, uh, I guess the last thing was when I was selling everything in my business, because when we cleaned out, I had all this like lumber and flooring and stuff. And this one gentleman came, he was on his way to Burning Man and I sold him some lumber and he had this big rig and he was the coolest guy. And he just could sense that I was like going through some through some crap <laughs> selling my business and all that stuff he was like you gotta you gotta come to burning man i gotta reach out to the guy that was that was my only experience with him but i was so into his rig and i was like this is so cool and i was like i feel like i need this <laughs> but also i was like am i having some kind of like crisis <laughs> I, I have to i have to question myself too for the things the decisions i make because sometimes they're extreme i have to make sure i'm like all right this is not like some kind of cry for help this is this is a challenge is something funny you want to do. <laughs> yeah, you got You want to make decisions for the right reasons, of course, right? Exactly. Yeah. Was that your first exposure to that kind of lifestyle? No, um, I it, I've seen bits and pieces on social media, but I didn't really pay too much attention to them. It's only been when I see like a van in person that someone's kind of done something to, where I'm like, oh, okay, this is I like what you're doing because it's usually. I'm seeing the real experience or the what the real person's rig looks like as far as their build outs. I'm like, all right, this is how are you living? What are you doing here? This is this is interesting. We're on social media. Most of the time what you see is, you know, what everyone sees and that's the the beautiful pictures and stuff like that. But it's seeing it in person seeing it in person is a different experience, I think. Yeah, it it grounds in more reality than uh than what you see online, that's for sure. Um, do you remember what was kind of going through your mind when you were actually about to move into your van? Like, were you excited or were you scared? What was actually running through your mind that first night of, of living in your van? That's where I'm, I'm kind of weird where like when I do my big risks with business or doing all these different decisions and stuff, I'm pretty indifferent about it. Like I don't get too excited cause I just from life experiences, I don't get just, I just don't get excited about things cause you know, I get cautiously optimistic, you could say, just to defend my, protect my feelings and everything like that. But also I don't get like sad and depressed, like when bad things happen, like when the business closed, I wasn't like, it was just like, all right, we're, we've always been mentally prepared if I had to make this decision, what's next kind of thing. So first night in the van, it, I wasn't like scared or nervous. I did have nightmares of CO2 issues though. <laughs> so I had, we, I, yeah, I, I definitely had, the actual experience of being there like was fine, but the, um, my dreams were <laughs> probably contradicted that, I guess you could say. So my, the first, the first couple of nights, like I'm definitely suppressing some kind of fears, uh, is what I'm saying. So the, the first, the first couple of nights, um, was definitely me, like, just like weird CO2 like issues, but then I got over that. And then it was, people knocking on my van dreams. And then now I don't have those dreams anymore. And now I'm just, I'm pretty comfortable right now. That's good. Where, where do you find that you, what kind of areas do you normally park around? 
I park most of the time at the test field that we do our Jerome shows at just because it's convenient and there's, it's just a big field and it's pretty private. There's also another um, like a ride and share uh, parking lot that's pretty secluded that no one's ever at. I go to sometimes. Um, I still have not gone, stayed at a Platinum Fitness overnight. That's like on my list to do soon, but I haven't had like a reason to do that yet. Um, uh, yep. When I went to Ohio, I did a ride and share. That was, that was fine. Um, where else? Oh, and maybe once a week I'll park at my, uh, grandma's old house. That's kind of my cheating safe zone. Um, before they, they're, they're in the process of selling the house and it's just sometimes that's like where I stayed the first couple, the first week was practice before I moved in. I kind of stayed in the van and stayed right next to that just to kind of figure out like what I need and what I'm forgetting and stuff. And then my first week was out stopping at like riding shares and the, the test field and all that. I think that's a good way to do it. You know, it's, it's like, you got to test the waters. Right. And, uh, and as you explore, like you start to realize, okay, ride and shares. Okay. Where other one, where other ride and shares. And then you think, you know, once you start like realizing where the spots are, you can sort of find other spots like that. And it's, it's a gradual experience. I mean, a lot of people think about van life where you're just like, you get in this van and you just go and it's total freedom and you're traveling the continent or whatever, but it doesn't have to be like that. And in fact, it's much easier to acclimate yourself to that lifestyle if it's not like that if it's not so chaotic off the bat totally agree yeah that's yeah i'm glad you said that because there's again when i built this van out there's so much pressure from people like where are you going like so that's like what the reason i went to hocking hills was to be like all right let's check a adventure off a list so i can say i did it <laughs> that's really funny so um yeah, I'm curious, uh, once again, to get to know you a little bit more, sort of what are your personal beliefs that that help you get out of the, you know, a place of maybe feeling low? I have like a lot of hobbies that distract me from that stuff. I don't know if it's uh, a way I don't know if that's a good way of addressing things when I'm low. It's just a kind of like a band aid type situation. But I don't know if I even really let myself get to that point. Um, I have, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to answer that question. Um, if I get low, I, I, I don't know. I try, I definitely reach out to friends. I'm not someone who stays alone and is in that low place. Like I, I, I know I need to reach out and try to, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm in a low spot. I need to, I need to just hang out with friends. I need, I need to balance myself out in some way and kind of go from there when it's a crisis like if there's like a something like that i kind of think of things objectively and i'm like all right so this is the worst case scenario what's how can i what can i do to get out of this or stuff like that but um i'm really into photography and videography and i just kind of dive into that and kind of just play around with it and just go outside and go on walks and just unplug yeah yeah, that's all. That's all helpful stuff. So you mentioned there, you mentioned there sort of socializing. I'm curious what your social life has been since you've moved into the van. Have you seen any changes in that in that realm? Yeah, I see people more. So when I was working um, and building the van, I didn't have a social life because I didn't have time for that. But also, I didn't have much of a social life before that with like when I had my business, my friends understood that I will see them 
whenever I can, but it's not going to be often. Um, so a lot of my, so before this, a lot of my social life was just online with friends and Instagram and all that. But now that the van's built, I am like, all right. And I am like, I, I'm very motivated to go <laughs> visit people. So it's, uh, my social life is up definitely. Um, so and that's another place I'd stay is I'll park out in front of friends' homes and stuff like that. We'll do a movie night and they're like, just, you can park here if you want. I'm like, thanks, man. <laughs> right. That's cool. So I, yeah, I wonder if you found this. I mean, when I was living in a van, I found that because your life is in your vehicle and you know, there's, there's not so much of a commute back and forth between work. There's, there's a lot of time saving that actually happens from living in a van. So have you found that because of your, because you live in a van, have you found that you just have more time on your hands? Is that your case at all? For sure. Yeah. So with work, um, we'll be at the field and someone will be like, shoot, Connor, we need, do you like, I just have everything in the van. Like if someone forgets something, I don't have to drive anywhere to get it. It's, I'm like, Oh yeah, let me check to see if I've, yeah, I got it. I'm super organized and <laughs> here you go. Or at work, I'll just run to the van and make a sandwich with my little panini thing and run back in. And people are like, did you just do that in your van? Like, <laughs> I'm like, you got it. <laughs> so I would say, yeah, definitely a time saver. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely a time saver. And, and and that, I mean, you just mentioned there that you're an organized guy and, and I've seen your van build and it is incredibly organized. You know, I, I really appreciate kind of the, the aesthetic that goes along with that too. Um, sort of, you know, the, the side cupboards, the open cupboards that you have, I think with camera gear or something like that. I, I can't remember, but. Yeah. So, I, yeah. So I have um, those like recessed shelves um, and I have, yeah, I have all my cameras there. I, I wanted to have this rig to be super functional where everything with, with cameras, I have a lot of cameras and I had to sell a lot of them because I have too many of them, but I find if I don't see them, I don't use them. And what's the point? So I wanted them to have them all out. They're all on uh, quick release plates too. So um, I can just take them on and quick release. Everything is quick release plates. That's all on all my tripods. And I have some mounts on the ceiling and stuff. So everything's ready to be taken out and put wherever easily. That's really cool. And also I noticed you're into, uh, you know, you do this light photography, the light painting photography, but also inside your van, you have some unique lighting features too. Um, can you tell me about that? Uh, yeah, I just uh, like playing around with different lighting, I guess. Uh, but when I was building the van, I knew some of the most important things is lighting. Um, just with any living situation I have, I've always been into like the, the Philips Hue light bulbs. I had those, I had a, my apartment was a very smart apartment that I used all the ecosystems and stuff. I was really into that, but with the van, I couldn't use the Hue light bulbs, obviously. So I was just looking for different other routes, but um, yeah, I'm really into those sunset lamps. Uh, I found one, some camera review channel, one of the camera review channels I watched um, recommended this one. It's got a built-in battery and it's um, full RGB and it has that sunset lamp option and it's great. And so I use um, some small rig arm clamps that I'll clamp to the ceiling and you can you can rotate them, have them point wherever you want basically. So yeah, a lot of the stuff in the van is um, kind of camera gear related, but it's super functional for van life, I believe. Um, just as long as you have that quarter 20 thread that you can 
use on stuff. But yeah, the sunset lamps, really like those. And uh, just I wanted to make sure I had the, the puck lights I have throughout the van are warm and uh, dimmable. So I got those. Um, and then I just have all kinds of just different RGB lights that I'm kind of messing around with. I'll, I'll mess around with lights. If, I, if they are functional and work, I'll keep them. If not, I'll just return them on Amazon. But most of the time, I just keep them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so what is your window situation like in your van? I, I don't recall if you have windows or not. Uh, I just have, uh, I have two windows in the rear um, and then I have the skylight above and that and that's it. Yeah. So when I originally started the van builder, the idea when I was researching was uh, I want to go super stealthy. Like you don't even know that's a, a van life van. But once I built it, I was like, well, you can see the skylight, the max air fan. I'm like, it's really not that stealthy. I don't think unless I mean, I've, I think it's not stealthy. Um, and now looking back, I'm like, well, I feel like I could have made it look a little friendlier if I'm not going the stealthy routes. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, I'm okay with the window situation I have. Um, I don't really want to have the feeling that people can see inside. Um, but with the two rear windows, I just have like a pull down, some pull down curtains. So I don't feel uncomfortable. So in the future, I guess I could have put in another window to make it feel bigger when I don't need to feel stealthy, stealthy. Right. Yeah. So what is your electrical system? Like, how do you power the, the kind of the home of your van? Yeah. So I have, um, one of those, I was uh, debating this for the longest time on my battery setup as far as AGM or lithium and all that stuff. And finally I just bit the bullet and bought one of those million dollar battleborn batteries. Um, but I just have, uh, the one, hundred uh the hundred amp hours amp hour yeah i just have a one battleborn 100 amp hour battery and i have a um renogy 2000 watts um or three i think it's 2000 watt uh inverter charger that you can use for shore power as well and then i have a um uh what's it called where um the dc to dc charger yeah is that the one where um Whatever charges the battery when you're driving. Yeah, it it could be. Uh, I mean, people have solenoids. They have DC to DC chargers, uh, smart relays. There's there's different ways, but it's all from your alternator or the the extra voltage from your car when you're driving. Yeah. Yeah. So the the battery setup was something that I spent so many hours trying to learn, and it just never stuck in my head. It, I would I would. I would do like a week of research, take a day off, and I'm like ready to order everything. I'm like, I have not retained any information. This this is just, it's so beyond me. So I bought all the stuff. And then this is where the only time I really had help was my brother-in-law, who's um, just like a brilliant engineer who helped me actually just put everything together. And it, looking how he did, I was like, all right, it's a pretty simple setup, but I did not trust myself. And I'm glad I got help from him to actually put it together but electrical is a great space to to get some help i would say if anything in the van electrical is definitely the one to get help on yeah yeah but uh so far i'm pretty happy with just i i made room in case i wanted to add another battery but so far i'm pretty good with just the one battery um i drive a lot so it charges through there and then if i'm staying at someone's house i'll just plug in but for the most part i'm not plugging in too often um driving charges up pretty quickly. I didn't do solar because again, when I was first building it, I was like, all right, we're going stealthy and solar is pretty obvious. And also there's not a lot of sun in Michigan. So I don't know how 
that just seemed really complicated too. So <laughs> I was like, all right, this is, I was like, I'm just looking for a simple battery setup. So this works. Um, I think I can add solar in the future if I want, but I haven't had the need to do that yet. Do you have to take into account sort of your energy usage then with, cause like a hundred amp hours isn't a lot, even with lithium, like uh, with my motorhome, we had uh, 300 amp hours of lithium and, I mean, we had older systems, right? You know, a, a propane forced air furnace and and a few things that drew quite a bit of power. But I, I imagine with 100 amp hours, you have to be a little cautious. Do you find that even with the amount you drive? Kind of. Um, not. I'm not like, um, I'm not going without charging my system for like, I'll go like maybe a day without doing that. But I'm charged. It's charging pretty often. So if I was maybe if I was maybe doing like a road trip, although I'd be charging it while I'm driving, I guess um, I don't know. I don't think I'm using a lot of power with what I'm doing. Um, there's my lights. I don't think that's drawing much power. Again, I'm not good with calculations. <laughs> I have the whole um, uh, app where I'll check just to see where my percentage is. But um, as far as cooking, I'm I have these little dash mini appliances that I don't seem to be drawing much power, and I only use them for about. 90 seconds at a time and a lot of time i just will do trader joe's food that's all chilled anyways and um so it's really just my fridge diesel heater and lights and i guess the fan which i rarely use um so i don't think i'm i have a lot of things that are drawing much power but so far nothing not a real issue what do you use for cooking like you said you have many appliances but do you have a stove as well yeah so i don't do a lot of cooking <laughs> A lot of it is um, just pre-made meals from Trader Joe's or sandwiches. Breakfast is usually just a banana and peanut butter. <laughs> um, and then if I'm really cooking, it, I'm using that induction stovetop and uh, just doing basic, just stir fry, something like that. But I try to make my cooking as efficient as possible just so I'm not drawing that power. And also the stuff I'm making isn't very complicated. So it... <laughs> My meals are pretty quick anyways. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, that, that that's a simple, simple way of doing it. Um, I'm curious, have you ever gotten the knock before? No, not yet. Um, no, I don't think I've really been in a situation where I would get a knock. Maybe at a ride and share, but from what I've read, just as long as you're not there for a long period of time, it's not really an issue. Um, and I'm not parking at places like, I'm not parking at a ride share like two nights in a row. It would be just like one night and then I'd be like, I'll come back to you a week later or something like that. But um, so far, so good. But I, I imagine I'll get a knock or two in the future. If you do, remember, it's not a big deal. Somebody's just going to ask you to move on and you just do. <laughs> it's pretty simple. I mean, that's it. Yeah, that yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. A lot of people have that fear. I've talked to so many people and... Uh, for some reason, getting that knock is a scary concept for people, but really just there's no real consequence to it. it is, you literally just move on and that's it. <laughs> Where do you think you would be now, Connor, if, if you didn't get into the van life? That's a good question. Uh, probably just be renting an apartment somewhere kind of boring out here in Waterford near work and spending $1,100 a month and just kind of being bored. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, just something uninteresting, I guess. But the van life just seems fun. I don't know, maybe not fun, but like it's it's interesting. 
It is. Yeah. I mean, that's the big thing for me um, is that like van life is different. You know, it's different every day. Um, you you can fall into patterns and routines with it as well, but uh, it does lead itself to just a more interesting life. Yeah. And you feel that when you're in there, it's like, all right, this is, this just feels like there's not a lot of people. do. I mean, there is actually a lot of people doing it, but at least in Michigan, there's not a lot of people doing it in the winter, but it just feel it, it's, it's just a, I don't know, fun feeling, I guess. Yeah. And so the diesel heater keeps you warm then in the winter. Yeah. Diesel heater is great. Um, I had a little, some issues with it in the first week, which is another reason why I was kind of staying close to that. Uh, my grandma's old house, uh, just because <laughs> didn't want to freeze, but um, yeah, so far no issues. That thing warms the the van up pretty quick, um, and it, it's been a very mild winter, so I haven't really had a chance to test it in really cold weather. I'm kind of hoping we get some <laughs> get some snowstorms. I think that'd be kind of fun, but so far it's been pretty. So far the diesel heater has been on very low uh, in the night. And how do you find, like, where do you get your exercise in, in van life, do you find? Like, is it from hiking? Is it from going to the gym? Uh, going to the gym, but actually I um, just started working out in the van. Um, so I'm, I, I, uh, I'm not one to work out in front, in, at gyms in front of people. Um, I'll go there to, like, shower and stuff like that or play basketball. Um, but as far as um, actually working out, I don't need a big space for that. It's a lot of just pretty simple workouts, but, um, I like to do that kind of stuff just in my own space. So I got some, uh, resistance bands. You can do a lot with that. And then, um, some push up like bars, um, like little hand bar things. In what ways has living in a van actually helped you? Do you think? Uh, I, it might be honestly, like it might be lame to say it, but like posting on social media, um, I've met a lot of people, um, from posting on social media. So it's, it's gotten me to meet new people that are um that also have like a kind of similar mindset where they're just open to doing new trying new things and very it's a very nice positive community too so i would say just the introduction to the community of van life people or people interested in van life or just positive people um that's that's been the biggest thing for me i would say is getting into van life so the community aspect that that's that's an interesting thing about van life is there is this community around it um although it's possibly spread out and and definitely nomadic right but uh so you found that you've sort of immersed yourself at least into the the digital side of the community so far for sure and um even more so than that like uh, people who comment on my youtube channel or even find me on instagram message me and i've you know we've built a decent relationship where I'm very open to actually visiting some people and doing some kind of trip with some people and just being open to different adventures or just different things. So I just like that. Uh, there's just different, I don't know what opportunities are going to come from doing van life, but I like the unknown of that, but I can't see very many downsides. And that was another reason why I did it. Is because you, you foresaw that there wasn't going to be very many downsides from it. As far as big picture stuff, I feel worst case scenario, I can just sell the van and go back to living a non van life and best case scenario, meet some new people. Just, I don't know. I don't know what the best case scenario is. And that's what I kind of like about it. That's interesting. Yeah. I guess the, there are a lot of sort of possible futures when you're in a van, right? You can decide to do, I mean, you're, you're 
options. You just have so many options. For sure. What have been some of the challenges that you faced in this lifestyle so far, you think? A lot of it is just trying to figure out what is what I need and don't need um, as far as, you know, it's a very minimal lifestyle and I'm kind of going through this back and forth of going super minimal, but at the same time, like I like to have, you know, some things that are absolutely not necessary for van life, but I just think it'd be fun to have in the van. But then you're like, I don't have room for it. <laughs> So a lot of it is just trying to figure out what I really need and what I really don't need um, and just making a few sacrifices there um, as far as making just decisions. So literally the the size, like the space that you're in is is some sort of limitation, obviously. Um, yeah, so I guess was like, because I, I feel like van life really forces people into that minimalist mindset where you have to, be like, okay, have I used this in the past month? Have I thought about this? Do I really need this? If I buy this thing, do I, will, will I have to get rid of this thing? Right. So was that something that attracted you to that lifestyle that the idea of minimalist minimalism? Absolutely. I was in a way I was kind of living like that. I've always had this rule. If I don't use something for three months, I got to sell it. Um, mostly like when I'm thinking camera gear, cause I, try to be minimal with that, but it's absolutely not minimal with all the stuff I have. Um, so I, sometimes I have to take a step back and be like, all right, gotta be ruthless here. Like I've not used that. <laughs> so we're selling it. And that's kind of like how my mentality has been with van life as far as, um, yeah, if I don't use it, like it's, if something's been stored away and I just don't think of it, it's, it's gotta go. Like it's, if I'm not using it <laughs> and, um, I guess another challenge too, I don't know if I'm a challenge, but like a thing is explaining to people van life who don't understand it, I guess. Or when I post, because I post on Facebook a lot too, just to get, you know, the YouTube videos out to other people or whatever. And, um, and you'll get, you know, family members who will just come and be like, I don't get it. <laughs> or they'll be like, so where will you live though? Or where will you park? What do you do about a bathroom? I'm like, I'll answer all your questions. And I, I'm going to just do a question and answer video. And I'm just going to send you the link. And so I don't have to answer those anymore. But there's definitely the whole thing of some people just really don't get it. And they're like, are you okay? <laughs> but for the most, I, that doesn't really bother me anymore. Just because from my videos, people are like, all right, we kind of, we get what you're doing now and all that. But the initial part was, I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy a van and live in it full time and people were not understanding that is that right so like family members or friends as well or oh yeah 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 uh both yeah for sure um i it took i and you know naturally you know parents are they worry about you um but they get they get it they even with all the weird decisions i've made they're like okay but all right fine but there, there's definitely some hesitation and um but people people get it now i think yeah, it's also becoming sort of mainstream enough that people have at least some sort of idea. Most people, I would say, have some vague concept of what, you know, they've heard the term maybe living in a van or van life or something like that, which helps. Exactly. And 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 potentially I would not have done the van life thing if that wasn't already established. Um, I don't know. Can you tell me what are some of the benefits that you've found of this lifestyle? Uh, yeah, like I said, just like the community aspect. Um and uh, again, I like that whole minimalism 
um, mindset, just not having that clutter in your life. Um, and uh, yeah, I just like the idea of just having my my house right there and I can go wherever I want if I really wanted to. There's definitely a freedom there or the at least the option of freedom to kind of go wherever you want. So I just like the options it gives me. Do you have any sort of memorable stories so far from your experience? Uh, something interesting that has happened to you because you've been living in this van? Yes. Yes. So this is uh, this happened last week. This is not a good story. <laughs> this does not make me look good. Um, so I was visiting my friend. We were going to watch a movie and I was just going to st stay parked in the back of his apartment complex, which is just basically like a big slab. And so I'm driving to the back of his uh, apartment complex and I didn't see it, but there were some low wires and my um, Max Airfan hooked them and just ripped them off the side of the building. And it was bad. It was, it was bad. And I go out and I'm like, holy shit, dude. And he's like, oh, those are like, those don't do anything. Those have been there forever and they're, they don't do anything. He goes inside, comes out, he's like, hey, we don't have internet or cable. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm like, I feel awful. And so they were able to have someone come out the next day and fix it. But I was like, oh, I felt so stupid and I felt bad. And he was, and he, he, he's a nice guy. So he was, he was like, oh, no, it's your, that was our fault. They shouldn't be that low. But I was like, I should have seen the wires. And I was like, uh, I don't deserve a van <laughs> or friends. <laughs> no, it was a pretty tight fit for me to go down that alleyway anyways. I probably should have just been like, nah, like, we'll park out front. It was it was a, definitely a very bad judgment call on my part. <laughs> well, you know, the first day um, my partner and I moved into our motorhome, we went and visited a friend in an apartment building and yeah, tight alleyway to get to the back parking lot. And we clipped the apartment building with the top of our roof of our van so it was yeah i know i know that feeling of just like it's happened there's like i shouldn't have done that i, I knew i shouldn't have done that but it's already happened <laughs> yeah so yeah oh my gosh um but other stories i don't know just a lot of uh oh yeah so um when i was building the van i i did havelock wool for like the insulation and some like foam board and all that stuff but I ran out of Havelock wool with like with just a little bit left. It was just um, it was for the door uh, opening up the back door, like, and I read so many things. People were like, "Oh, don't do the spray foam and all that stuff." And I had spray foam. I was like, "It's just a little part, like here. Like, what's what's it gonna hurt?" So I I spray foam it, <laughs> close the door, and the next day I I, I can't open the door anymore. So the spray, the spray foam, what it did was it got down into like whatever the hinge or locking mechanism or whatever, it just like solidified everything. And I couldn't open the door for like a week and I needed the door to be open to finish my, finish everything. Like I was like as stuck. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I gotta get this. So I just basically got a bunch of acetone and just dumped it in the door and chiseled it out and eventually got it open, but that was that was that was annoying <laughs> but yeah uh, um i'm trying to think what else i i mean the whole build process was just like mistakes and just like kind of just like powering through them and stuff but the end result it looks great looks like a professional did it but i can show you all the details <laughs> like every square foot i'm like that's where i screwed that up and that's where you can tell i didn't do any measuring and <laughs>
there are no right angles in this band. That's true. Yeah, there's no right angle. So yeah, I guess um, on that note, what what advice would you have for somebody that's interested in specifically the DIY route of van life, but more generally, just anybody interested in, in thinking about getting into van? Life? Yeah, I, honestly, I, YouTube is just a great resource. I just really just deep dived it and uh, just found the channels I liked and the people I trusted and then kind of just saw how they build stuff and kind of just picked and choose like different, like the layouts that I kind of liked from people's builds. And, um, but yeah, YouTube is really what I recommend. And maybe just joining like a van life Facebook group page, um, and reaching out to people. And if you have questions, people are very, um, very good about just answering people's questions. Again, it's a really cool community. Everyone's super helpful and friendly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of resources out there for sure. Um, what's next for you? Next is uh, work. We're about to um, more than double our workforce here, seven, do different crews, and we have some jobs that are going to happen all over the world. And it's just going to be kind of just survival mode at that point. And then this winter, uh, hopefully winter comes um, here. Uh, and just, uh, I don't know, maybe do some van adventures. Again, we travel all over the country for work. Maybe I'll pick a job where there's a decent amount of gap where I'll just drive to that job and do some kind of adventure there, but nothing really planned out too far out, actually. <laughs> just keeping it open. I like it. Um, and where can people follow your adventures? Uh, you can follow the adventures, YouTube, uh, Connor McGaffey or on some more behind the scenes stuff on Instagram. I post on stories a lot so you can see like where I'm really like, you see all my mistakes, I guess you could say I'm always. <laughs> posting my struggles there on on instagram but uh yeah youtube i kind of i post a video once every monday so you're seeing kind of my highlights throughout the week and it's pretty short videos they're all around like six to seven minutes and i try to keep it interesting and that somewhat fast-paced try to keep people's attention and just just the highlights of the week sounds good well thanks a lot for talking to me today it was a lot of fun and for sure thanks for having me yeah i hope to one day maybe even meet up with you who knows you know when i get on the road um be sweet to do a van tour of your van eventually for the channel too i mean yeah i'm just super impressed with your build so if anybody is is interested in checking out a very cool build i would highly recommend going and checking out connor's channel thanks a lot connor yeah thanks for having me all right, everyone. Thanks for listening and watching this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to check out more, there's more popping up. Thanks, everyone.